this episode is recorded on a cafe on a boat a very noisy cafe so bear with us we're still in a boat with ask Adelaide and anna yep and we have a new guest who maybe would like to present herself so my name is Alicia Nock. I'm a curator based in Paris, a curator working at the Centre Pompidou uh, for contemporary art and research. Thank you for helping us with this advice. A question that we have um, that we think is a really good one is, if museums are non-commercial institutions, but most often exhibit commercially successful artists, how concerned should young slash emerging artists be with their marketability? Well, this question is interesting because I think it points out um, maybe how the system has uh, changed and maybe uh, also is kind of contradictory in its own terms. Um, because, um, I mean, museums as public institutions, especially if I speak from the Norwegian point of view or from the French point of view, because most of our museums are public, um, are really not supposed to be showing um, commercial artists. Uh, and I would say that as uh, from an institutional point of view, the way we engage with artists and narratives and, um, and history is always kind of comes from this historic perspective, from this uh, notion of relevance, uh, from um, a point of view that is not supposed to the yeah the historical value where the artist comes from how it grounds also how his practice can be grounded in, in a broader narrative if I look at the collection of the Centre Pompidou it starts in 1905 so even me as a contemporary art curator I tend to always think about even if I work with younger positions how also these younger positions will be kind of embedded within the history of the institution or will be kind of in a, even sometimes it's an invisible dialogue but it's always there and we're like so for me um, if I think about my my what I'm trying to do um, I'm really not thinking about uh, I'm trying to, to to be very cautious in this site with this idea of showing artists that are commercially driven or but the reality of course of the situation now with public even with public museums and institutions in general is that of course we are struggling with budget and so we um, I mean it happens that now museums are kind of pushed into that um, position of inviting artists that have that we know we will get funding out of mm. uh, which means of course galleries but also like private collectors or stuff so uh, but I would say that uh, this is kind of a, this is not a natural uh, step if, if we look at how the how museums are thought and how artists are also supposed to be engaging with the museum so um, I don't think that for me the, the market uh, marketability of an artist is connected to um, museum to it, it's abil the ability of the artist to enter a museum or to be shown in the museum mm -hmm. um, yeah.
So if I would try to make this into an advice mm -hmm. for the artist asking, it would be like it's it's the museum's problem in a way. Yeah, in some way, um, I think it's definitely showing or indicating that um, as as big institutions, as museums, um, we need to rethink the way we, I mean, it's a big debate now, you know, the funding of, of public institutions or like private institutions as well. Um, but I think it's definitely um, a problem that has to be dealt with by the institutions themselves in terms of like to be able to maintain this kind of freedom of um, just just to be able to engage with the artists that are the most relevant for the museum itself for what it means for what it means historically what it means you know in terms of you know so I mean socially as well uh, in terms of you know how also the practice can educate people because that's what public museums are meant for uh, yeah. first and foremost it's not mm. meant to just to, to be able to to talk to um, a small elite of people even though we know that in fact in reality that's what happens if I look at France 30% of uh, French people will never step into a museum so that's really? kind of a big big number yeah but uh, but at the same time so we have to remember that a museum especially because it's public and still public in France <laughs> is there to educate the people so um, this this idea of like bringing a program both in terms of the collection display and in terms of the exhibitions is there to kind of build in the long-term perspective a real narrative for people to kind of also learn. So for young artists that want to be a part of that narrative, hope to be a part of that narrative someday, would your advice be just don't worry about this kind of market thing and focus on your on I mean, what you're trying to say? It's just I, I tend to always say that you know now the way the art world is is kind of uh, framed is is very hard in the sense that um, what I what I tend to say is that if you're a young artist, young student, or whatever, um, don't dream about like galleries or institutions and think just hoping that it will allow you to be free or recognized. It's like those are places and spaces where you have to compromise as an artist. Uh, because there are a lot of limitations. I mean, in museums you have bureaucracy, you have very slow and a lot of safety rules and no money. I mean, it's a lot of you know constraints. Yeah. And galleries is another another um, amount of constraints as well. So mm. it's like it's important to to engage with these things because that's how the thing is framed. The yeah. system is framed now, but. What I always tend to say is that you know, just remember that besides this, um, if you're if you're an artist and you have your own personal quests, you have to create those kind of uncompromising spaces. And it doesn't mean I mean it doesn't have to be like something too ambitious and crazy. It's just like trying to think about balancing, you know, how you engage with the museum, how you engage with the gallery. And then how to create those spaces of freedom and uncompromising, you know, experiment with, you know, the people, a community of people maybe that sometimes are artists, sometimes intellectuals, sometimes completely other things, mm -hmm. but where you can really kind of, you know, dive into the research and kind of, 
you know, um, yeah, just go deep. Yeah. So I would say, yeah, it's kind of a balance to find. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. Good, good advice. You are good at advice. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, let's see. And what was the other one? Was it... Uh, oh yeah, here's another one. How do you deal with postgraduate anxiety or and feeling institutionalized? Um, yeah, so I would I would rather speak about how to feel institutionalized. Yeah, go for it. Um, well, first and foremost, I think that both as artists and curators. Um, I mean, what attracted me to becoming a curator, for example, uh, is the fact that I feel um, that I will, I guess it's more a path than anything else that I chose, a journey. Um, so I never thought of myself as belonging to or being framed by places. I feel that as an artist, as a curator, the exciting thing is that you can have your own journey and then you take different chips. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely an issue, like especially since I'm a national curator, I'm an official curator and I'm, I'm, I'm working with public museums in France so I'm definitely tied to well not only a name but also kind of a a broader system of like public you know public services in France what it means to be a civil servant in a country that has values and of course those big government values translate in the smaller institutions so um, you definitely feel like you have to deal with this kind of frame which is there and and so it means that your experience as a curator even though you're on, on a journey meant to uh, take you to different ships is definitely kind of framed within a political context yeah um, so it's definitely something that is not an easy thing it's a challenge to try and understand how to articulate your own personal experience mm. as you know doing this job which is of course a job but which has you know kind of sometimes moving criteria and like and especially working with artists is something that makes you grow and and, and, and change and and always question yourself which is kind of this I mean fascinating um, aspect of, of, of you know what it means to be a curator and engage with with people that kind of also help you self-reflect and, 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 and just um, change perspectives. But at the same time, how to articulate that personal path and um, and what it means to be a curator in itself with you know a political frame uh, and political values that are um, that you also belong to being a museum curator in a certain context. Um, Do you have like some specific strategies you've used yourself um, um, in this journey? Well, um, yeah, well, for example, I, I, when I arrived at the museum, so that's four and a half years ago, I, I realized I had very specific um, kind of, I guess, areas of uh, endeavor um, and that I wanted to, for example, to focus mostly on non-Western narratives and, and, and start kind of a, a real... Um, um, 
yeah, strategy towards um, Eastern Europe and uh, contemporary and modern African art. Um, and I, I, I realized I also had to find tools for that, uh, that would be the tools that would allow me to kind of uh, get into this uh, as quickly as possible. And, um, and there is, um, of course, at the, the museum we have a, an association of, of the friends of the museum, which is um, then more flexible also than the museum. And so very quickly I thought to, to try and collaborate as much as I could with them. And uh, so I was, as a, I'm the only young curator, so I'm, I would become the, um, the curator for the young patrons group mm -hmm. uh, and start proposing acquisitions coming from those regions uh, so that also, um, well, I could also educate these young patrons and kind of help them discover uh, a total, you know, uh, scene or different types of, of scenes that, of course, they would they were not aware of mm -hmm. um, and 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 slowly slowly I was also able to to, to create this African uh, group uh, dedicated to, to African acquisitions mm -hmm. uh, so that was and same thing with uh, Eastern Europe so I was able to kind of um, articulate this kind of uh, personal maybe personal endeavor and initiative with the, the broader uh, political frame of, of the institution and of course, this kind of personal endeavor kind of resonates with broader political statement in France in terms of like trying to address very late though um, um, our colonial history, for example, if I speak about um, the, what I'm trying to to bring into the museum in terms of African uh, narratives, uh, as I'm really focusing uh, on. Um, grounding contemporary positions into um, the, the 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 art in in the in, in the continent from the movements that were created around the independence of African countries. So, for me, bringing younger artists from Africa has to start with you know 60s and 70s art movements in Nigeria, in Senegal, in different places where um, that would allow me then to have those younger positions framed mm -hmm. and grounded mm -hmm. to have a context in, yeah, in history. So to sum up what you said, basically if you're in an institution there's restrictions and things that can constrain you but at the same time you can use those exactly the as sources tools. as tools to create new programs like exactly. we collect work, we have this young curator, you know, young, uh, what patrons, young group. patrons group and to work within that system to educate people exactly to get to gather interest in expanding like so there's yeah. always a way to kind of i mean it's always interesting to realize that even if you're in a very constrained structure there's always a way to kind of turn the constraint mm. into something that can be productive mm -hmm. um and so i guess when you're working in a big institution it's like probably all your agencies should be kind of driven to this idea of like turning something that is kind of a constraint into something that is positive and that that turns out to be I mean to create possibility mm -hmm. um, and and I feel like I've been able to to do that in, in many ways at the museum already um, that's really great and I remember also like with the, I mean, very simple ideas but for example another 
another initiative which I, I really like is um, that I, 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 want, I started a program for the kind of public program department um, where I invited the art, an artist and a curator that I had never met so it's like kind of a blind date um, and coming from different contexts uh, and of course I thought of like this kind of duet and kind of very thoughtful way and to 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 think about how you know which people to bring mm -hmm. uh, but uh, but I, it has been a very beautiful uh, and simple thing to do but great you know, just when you have an idea and you just you just translate it into um, and it feels like it's a very flexible thing but it's and it's still in this big frame of a big institution but it's it's beautiful to see that you're also allowed to and able to